We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yes, welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. I'm a psychiatrist in private practice and on the faculty at the University of Virginia. Carl Jung led the development of synchronicity theory. I am making meaningful coincidences more practical. They are messages to us earthlings about the true nature of reality, messages we can try to decode. They tell us that our minds are interconnected and are part of a greater mind that I call the psychosphere, that each of us has human GPS, the ability to get where we need to be without knowing how. Look for the helpful advice from your coincidences at their evidence for deep connections with those you love. Put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to read my Psychology Today blog and my book, Connecting with Coincidence. And to see how sensitive you are to coincidences, go to my website to take the Weird Coincidence Survey. Connect with coincidence, synchronicity spoken here. Larry Burke is our guest today. Larry Burke, MD, is a holistic radiologist and dream tapping coach. His book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Illnesses, was released in April of this year by Findhorn Press. His co-author, Kathleen O'Keefe Canavas, was one of the dreamers who predicted her own disease. The results are highlighted in his 2016 TEDx talk, which was censored, which some of them have gotten. Larry isn't the only one who have been censored by TEDx, because it goes beyond what the materialistic scientists behind TED, TED seemed to want. But you can still hear his talk, uh, uh, and he, you can go to his website uh, for the connect for the link. He was one of the leaders of MRI, and the MRI and knee and shoulder research in the 1980s. But he became founder of the Duke Integrative Medicine program in the 1990s and a certified energy health practitioner in 2010. These transitions are described in his previous book, Let the Magic Happen. His breast cancer dream research project began during breast cancer research awareness in, the, in October 2013, and he has been collecting stories about warning dreams of other types of cancer since that paper came out. Larry, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be talking with you again. 
Thanks, Bernie. Uh, great to meet you through the Rhine Research Center and another one of many synchronicities that have been guiding me along the way. Yeah, and that's that's part of what we're going to be talking about. Um, one of the, one of the biggest coincidences that took place for you, which you, which was it was in, in your terms double coincidence, um, yeah, happened to you when you were in Virginia Beach at Edgar Casey's uh, ARE uh, Association of Research and, and Enlightenment. And I think we're, we're going to talk about double coincidences. But a colleague of mine uh, in Australia and I are collecting uh, very low probability coincidences because those are the ones that we are arguing with statisticians about. Statisticians will be able to say to about your coincidence about your synchronicity in the elevator in Virginia Beach that they can define a probability for it and because they can define a probability for it they think they can explain it and that's just not right because all coincidences all synchronicities have a probability of happening it's a characteristic of them but to say that that characteristic is the explanation is mix mixing metaphors there so larry tell us about that interview trip to virginia beach uh yes i was uh, uh leaving my academic position at thomas jefferson university in 1990 and relocating to Virginia Beach. And I went on an interview trip to Virginia Beach General uh, Hospital and was staying at the uh, hotel out on the beach near the ARE because I had uh, been a member of the ARE but had never been there. Uh, and I was pondering whether I was making the right uh, choices uh, in my move to Virginia Beach. And I got home after a long interview day and got on the elevator. And there were three, uh, two people on the elevator with me. Uh, and I just happened to notice that their name tags said uh, ARE conference. And I, I didn't actually uh, uh, you know, n n notice their names. And as I listened to this, Larry, and I've read what you read this before, the, the, the key to me was the timing of your interview at, at the Virginia Beach Hospital with the conference at ARE, which you did not know about. I did not know there was a conference going on, and I was just going back to my hotel room to go to bed. And, yeah. and, I, and I got on the elevator and with these two folks, and, and we struck up a conversation, and, and I said, what conference are you having at, at, the, uh, at the ARE? And, oh, it's on near-death experiences and UFO encounters. And I thought, oh, I just had a near-death experience conference speaker that I sponsored in uh, back in Philadelphia uh, on near-death experiences. But unfortunately, I missed that um, lecture for the students because I had to, had to be with my uh, young uh, daughters at home. And I said, but it, the guy was Ken Ring, a famous NDE expert. And it turned out that Ken was on the elevator, <laughs> introduced himself. So, oh, well, that was me. And sorry, you missed my lecture, but why don't you come to the workshop tomorrow? And I thought, Oh, wow, that was amazing. And then the other woman on the elevator goes, and I just moved here from uh, Philadelphia, and I had gone to a lecture um, by a radiologist talking about electromagnetic fields and health effects back at Jefferson when I was there. And I said, yeah, that was me. So we had a double synchronous connection, which was quite improbable, to say the least. And they then invited me to come to the conference and also to go up to the penthouse that night 
uh, with them on the elevator, and as, as Ken Ring would later describe it, uh, the cosmic elevator, uh, to the penthouse where there were a bunch of people who had near-death experiences gathered for informal conversation. So that was an eye-opener for sure. For sure, and I'm getting to want to analyze coincidences from a probability perspective because it's just what what coincidence studies has to do. And when I mentioned the uh, idea of human GPS, that is getting someplace you need to be without knowing how you got there, uh, you had two examples of that, showing up at Virginia Beach uh, at the time of the conference and better yet stumbling into the elevator uh, where you ran into two key people that uh, were astounding connections for you uh, in the past and right now. And part of the message for me when I look back on it was that I was in the right place at the right time. My move to Virginia Beach was the correct move and I was going to expand my worldview by coming there. This coincidence, double synchronicity, uh, confirmed the decision to move to Virginia Beach. Uh, no, no question. Yeah, no, no question about it. And, that, and and right place and right time is uh, is another way of saying what I'm suggesting is that you have some agency in making that happen. Right place, right time, is something that you have something to do with and that something else has something to do with too. It's just how much of it's you and how much it's guidance from someplace else is a question that I'm asking you. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, uh, clearly as I got on the elevator, I had sort of let go of, of whatever it was I was ruminating about. I mean, I, I was thinking about the job choices, but I certainly wasn't thinking about, a higher consciousness or, or other reasons for coming to Virginia Beach. And it just came on uh, full-blown in the middle of that and realized that. Uh, and I had been told by a psychic, uh, a re my very first psychic reading a couple months before, that uh, my concerns about moving to Virginia Beach uh, were not really um, uh, of, uh, of significance because it was only a stepping stone to my next job. And sure enough, I wound up leaving Virginia Beach two years later and moving on to Duke, where I've been ever since. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so the psychic had had it right there for you. And I, didn't, you... Understand, I didn't understand the reading at the time. She said, uh, I, I, was, I was struggling to choose between two different radiology groups, and she said, it really doesn't matter. And, and I said, what do you mean it doesn't matter? And then it turned out that the, the two groups combined by the time I had, I had arrived at Virginia Beach. <laughs> So there was no choice. <laughs> it had to be Virginia Beach, and it got confirmed by uh, the magic elevator ride. Exactly. How do you think that works, Larry? How, How do you think, think that, that works? Yeah, yeah I, uh, I remember the first time I ever heard this quote was from Bernie Siegel, uh, who's one of my been one of my mentors for years. <clears throat> and I, I know I'm not sure who he, it's actually attributed to, but. He said, Coincidence are, coincidences are God's way of remaining anonymous. A lot of people attribute that to, to Albert Einstein. Ah, could be. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the way they, uh, you never know where they come from, but uh, Albert was full of uh, a lot of little phrases like that, so I may as well give it to him. Uh, do you think you had anything to do with it? I think um, my intention to, in seeking guidance uh, had set me up for to receive uh, guidance in an unexpected way. Uh, I think, and I do have in, in my first book, 
uh, it, it concludes the final uh, uh, chapter concludes with the let magic happen technique, which is to set your intention seeking an answer and then uh, let's stop align let's, yourself. Yeah, let's stop with that because I want to pick that up at the, the next segment. Okay. Uh, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Bernie Beipman, MD, and our guest is Larry Burke, author of a book about dreams predicting disease. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7, 365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. We live in rapidly shifting times of extreme volatility and uncertainty. Such profound change brings a unique opportunity for the evolution of consciousness. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of Mission Evolution Radio Show, a program that explores the latest scientific developments and deepening spiritual truths supporting human evolution. Join me on xzbn.net, where I interview leading experts in science, physics, medicine, spirituality, and more. By applying divergent viewpoints to leading-edge topics, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truth to assist you on your path to enlightenment. More information and past episodes are available at missionevolution.org.
Welcome back to CC with BB. That's me. I'm Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and our guest is Larry Burke from Duke University, the author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Illnesses. Larry, we were talking about the part that you played in that double synchronicity in the elevator in Virginia Beach, and you were talking about intention and how that your intention to be guided had something to do with what happened. Yeah, and, and in the um, epilogue of my first book, Let Magic Happen, Adventures in Healing with a Holistic Radiologist, uh, I did uh, uh, propose that there was a Let Magic Happen technique where you set a powerful intention for your highest goal, ask to be made a hollow bone for the spirit to move through you. And that's, that's a reference to Frank Fool's Crow, uh, one of the fam- most famous Lakota um, uh, holy men uh, of the last century who talks about becoming like a whole you know letting go of uh, of your uh, ego attachments and becoming like a hollow bone the spirit can move through you let go of all your preconceived notions about how it will happen request guidance for discernment along the way get out of the way so the universe can work for the good of all be curious about the way in which the mystery will unfold and then let that's the way I let magic happen so Hmm. The magic happens by getting out of the way and letting the higher consciousness move through you and become its instrument for the the positive gain for the rest of us. And and, and I my reference to magic in the, in the book title, I know nothing about stage magic or, or tricks or anything. Uh, my concept of magic is when when something synchronous happens uh, to guide me to the next step. It seems magical. Uh, I had a definition of magic, which is to to do a minimal amount and get the maximum amount of response. Mm. I like that. It's a little different from what you're talking about because it's, it's it sounds a little more intentional and a little more like planned. But I think the best way to do that is the way you're talking about it is to be able to like go with the flow, which is used a lot, but it's not easy to get into it. It's, uh, it's be able to let it come through you. Let be that, that empty bone, the metaphors have to fit the person and then let what you have, the filter of your potentials and your capacities take what is intended by something higher than us to make something positive happen. Uh, there's also a great quote from the, the Indian sage Rama Maharshi, which when he was asked about free will, he said, oh, yes, you have free will. The universe is moving in a certain direction. You can either move with it or, or, uh, or, or, or not. In other words, choose the easy way or the hard way. And, and this, uh, this, this idea of the universe, I'll, I'll, to me, the Tao uh, is a simple uh, for me, a simpler way of think, a simple way of thinking about it. And I, by Dow, it, it's so funny that it, that's also the the Dow is the stock exchange's biggest name, uh, D O W. But we're talking about Chinese Dow, T A O. And there's to me, there's a flow. I used to do tarot card readings and watch people do I Ching readings, and it was as if you put the the 
cards or you put the coins out into this flow uh, that's going on in and all around us and those coins and the shape of the coins or shape of the of the cards tell, tell us of the mirror they mirror what's going on right in front of us in a way that we can understand and it's not so much that it, we, it can predict for us or tell us where we are now but the way it works asks us to join with it if you look at how it works, we join with it just the way you're talking about it so that it be, so we become part of it and we go with the flow of something greater than ourselves. Well, speaking of, of, of joining the flow, I, I just signed up for uh, a new um, uh, cyber uh, marketing program called DowCloud.com uh, <laughs> to market my, my, uh, my, my uh, dream tapping uh, coaching. And they have the ambitious uh, vision of, of connecting all the holistic practitioners in, in, in the world together with all the holistic clients. And, and that's, uh, I think, a wave of the future. We'll all, there'll be many synchronicities created by that. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, while you're talking about uh, dream tapping coaching, uh, what I'm looking at is uh, coincidence coaching. Uh, people who are overwhelmed with coincidences um, or have are having trouble figuring out some major ones might need to have someone help them do it. So tell us about your dream tapping coaching. What do you do? Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm going to go way back in time. I started keeping a dream journal 30 years ago. Oh. And my, my oh. very first unusual experience with that, and and. I was reading some metaphysical, my first metaphysical books at the time, and I can't remember which one recommended keeping a dream journal, but I, I just took it to heart and, and did it. But I was just pretty much methodically writing down my dreams without really giving much thought to interpretation or what they meant. But on Thanksgiving night in 1987, I wrote down a dream that I had a brain tumor on the left side of my brain on a CAT scan, and everyone was shocked because I looked so healthy. I thought... I just wrote that down. I actually didn't think much about it. I just wrote it down. And then a week later, my dad was diagnosed with uh, a large left uh, kidney cancer on a CAT scan. Everyone was shocked because he looked so healthy. Now, I have the same name as my dad. I'm a junior. And I realized, oh, my dad had come to visit for Thanksgiving just for one day for dinner. That was the night I had the dream. And then he left. And a week later, I... I, I got the news that he had the cancer and I was reading Bernie Siegel's book Love Medicine and Miracles at the time and he was the first physician who gave any credibility to dreams as having any value and I had this aha moment realizing well I've never had a dream about a can cancer before and that was the night I saw my dad I must have picked something up uh, intuitively sensed that something was going on or I had a precognitive dream of the future uh, it's hard to uh, sometimes parse out whether you're having a precognitive experience or, or just having an intuitive experience, or maybe both. Uh, uh, let's talk about that for a minute, because uh, when I hear it, it's that you picked it up directly from him, uh, that energy fields, and you're very familiar with energy fields, have information in them. And you probably, I'm going to guess, I don't know for sure, are, are well aware of your own energy field, so that you can, you're close to your father, and you could pick up from him what was going on inside of him. At that, when you were with them, that's the way I. Yeah, that. yeah, that, that makes sense. And then, uh, I, I, about 15 years later, I had another experience of having a dream that I had lung cancer, and this one was puzzling. 
I just wrote it down, remembering the dream about my, uh, my dad's cancer. I said, I wonder if this is about someone else's cancer. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I just put it aside and just decided to wait. Two weeks later, I was at a mindfulness meditation conference with John Kabat-Zinn. One of my close friends ran up to me and said, I want you to meet someone. He's just like you. And I heard huh. her say those words. Uh-huh. And, and she, I said, what do you mean he's just like me? He said, oh, he's a radiologist also. And, and she brought him over to meet me. And I said, whoa, this is really unusual to have two radiologists at a, at a meditation retreat, let alone one. Uh, and, and I said, what are you doing here? He says, I have lung cancer. And I'm here to work on my healing. And I thought, whoa, I had a chill down my spine. I said, that was what my dream was about. And I, I then shared the dream with him. And the next day I went back and took a chest X-ray of myself and it was totally yeah. normal. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I realized, okay, now that... I was clearly not picking up something from someone I already knew. That was a precognitive experience that happened two weeks later. That's precognitive for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know that. I, I, I think it's so important to to find out you know, for me when I talk with people about how they started because here were two very dramatic examples of the of the power of dreams to imagine what's going on with someone else and you got the evidence uh, i had evidence like that when i was choking uncontrollably in san francisco uh and at the same time i found out the next day my father was dying uh with blood in his throat choking on his own blood and that made me believe that we can pick stuff up at a distance, uh, not only close, but at a distance between loved ones and probably other people, as as you just demonstrated. So I've been interested in this this somatic telepathy, or I call it simulpathy, as a result of that. And here you had two dreams that were saying, okay, Larry, you're the dream guy. You can do dreams and disease. Go ahead and do it. And what happened next? Yeah. Oh, and there's one other uh, little dream similar to to, to your experience, was one night I woke up uh, with uh, my my aunt Betty appeared in my dream, much younger than her stated age, um, and said, "Little Betsy is going home now." Now I knew my aunt had severe emphysema on O2 for years, and uh, was not in great health. But I I hadn't heard from my mother or her in in, in weeks, and I immediately called my mother the next morning and said, "How's Aunt Betty?" And she said, well, she died last night. And huh. so I had that kind of experience of a visit, really a visitation dream. And, and then I asked her, well, does anyone ever, she ever used the, 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 the nickname Betsy? I only knew her as Aunt Betty. And she said, oh, only her husband called her that. So that was interesting. Well, you picked that up too. Uh, that's all very interesting. Um, the, I'm trying to develop what I call the cartography of the psychosphere. Rather than talk about a universe, which is much too large for me to comprehend, uh, I want to talk about the Earth's mental atmosphere, the psychosphere, and try to see how it how it works. And I have pictures now of you somehow being able to make connections with people, a guy that's like you, a radiologist, uh, your father, uh, your aunt. These are people who are connected with you and that beginning to get a picture. You are listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Bernie Beitman, MD, and our guest today is Larry Burke. 
our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One NA member FDIC. For information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Oh, 
Welcome back to CC with the BB and Dr. Bernie Beitman. I'm talking with Dr. Larry Burke, radiologist extraordinaire when it comes to dreams. And his ability to pick up stuff through dreams is quite remarkable as I am listening and you are listening to this. So, Larry, you have another story to tell us. Yeah, I'm going to shift to a couple of my friends' stories next. But uh, also just want to mention, since you mentioned the psychosphere, uh, I tend to re refer to that in, in Teilhard de Chardin's uh, terms of, of a noosphere. I don't know if, if those are two words for the same phenomenon. It's essentially the consciousness of the Earth. It's, it's, it's a little more developed than uh, his ideas, but it's the same concept. Uh, uh, it's more talking about how stuff like what happens with you, uh, telepathic kinds of connections, I can call, uh, take place within this atmosphere. And I'm trying to define how it works. But it's very much building and connected. It sounds like the noosphere. It is like this noosphere. And eventually we'll come up with a name for the Earth's mental atmosphere, which is maybe even the best name for it. And, of course, I love Teilhard de Chardin's uh, uh, final vision of, of converging toward the omega point, that, yes. that all this evolutionary uh, process in the noosphere or psychosphere is taking us taking us somewhere. And stay tuned for coming attractions. Uh, so, <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the points he was making he didn't know about is the, the Internet was coming. And he, he was talking about how thoughts create more and more of this noosphere and I agree with that and I think the 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 internet is creating a, a kind of um, a matrix uh, a physical almost matrix for the development of our own minds being able to connect with each other through the psychosphere oh yeah and interesting that he's he's been attributed to, to having predicted the the, yes. the internet because he was fascinated with technology as a scientist but but the other uh, the other twist I want to give to this whole uh, evolutionary concept is there's another intersection between technology and consciousness that uh, may not be uh, completely obvious until you think about the dates that in the ventricular defibrillator was invented in in the in the 50s and Raymond Moody's first book on near-death experience was in 1975. And when you think about another name for resuscitation would be resurrection. And when you look at the side effects, the transformative psychological side effects of a near-death experience, they are uh, no fear of death, sense of purpose for being sent back, psychic abilities, healing abilities, electromagnetic abilities. Uh, and you could say, oh, these people are resurrected healers, which uh, from the Christian perspective sounds a lot like Christ consciousness. So, so what we are doing with our technology through ventricular defibrillators is creating the second coming. It's a side effect of our technology. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Is, is, do you have that in your book? Uh, not, that'll be my next book, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a concept I've been working with for 20 years, and, it, and I'm starting, starting to realize it's getting more and more real because uh, we're reaching a critical mass of, on, the, on the planet of people who've had near-death experiences. We're talking about millions of people who come back with this transformed consciousness. And, that is and, that's good. Does Bruce Grayson know this way of thinking? I don't know. That would be worth, worth sharing, yeah, uh, because – there's something big happening in that regard. The critical mass is, is, is approaching. And people who read their books are also similarly transformed. They lose their fear of death. 
Yeah, keep going on that one, Larry. That is very cool. I, th I think uh, you, you come up to UVA and talk about that sometime, would you? Uh, all right. Well, speaking of UVA, I have a UVA story for you. Okay. All so right. I just made my first visit to DOPS on the book tour uh, a couple of months ago to meet uh, Jim Tucker. And the DOPS uh, is the Division of Perceptual Studies at the University of Virginia that studies near death experiences, reincarnation, and other parapsychological things. And I also got a tour of the lab by Ed Kelly, too. So that was very sweet. And good, good. And, and so in 1999, I um, had an unexpected uh, gift from, from UVA uh, when a, a friend appeared at Duke um, looking for a, uh, a job as my assistant uh, in the Integrated Medicine Center. I was the education director. Now, her name was Polly Delavitt. A very interesting woman who is sort of a holistic educator at UVA. And in 1990, I think two or three, she was teaching meditation to the medical students at UVA. And the story went on the cover of Parade magazine. A picture of <laughs> Polly and her UVA medical students meditating. That got huge national exposure. Yeah. It also got her fired. Really, uh, there was a huge backlash from conservative uh, UVA medical alumni. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, you know, this is embarrassing. Wow. Uh, you know, get rid of her, and she was gone uh, a few weeks later. Wow! Uh, and so the uh, the benefit of that to me was that I wound up with an amazing assistant a few years later. Uh, <laughs> but she came uh, equipped with this amazing dream story. And she said, oh, back when she was at UVA getting her start uh, teaching medical students, she had this terrible dream of a spider crawling out of her mouth. And the intuition that went with that was that she had a cancer in her mouth. She went and had a biopsy, which showed nothing. Um, and the surgeon came back and said, uh, no, there's nothing there. So, the, so she kept having more dreams that clarified her original one. Uh, when when the, that first biopsy was negative, the next dream was uh, being taken to the MASH TV show and having Hot Lips Houlihan and one of the doctors <laughs> tell her that they had missed the cancer and to go back and get another biopsy. <laughs> you you got to love a second opinion from experts. You, you do. <laughs> so she went back and they biopsied a different place on her tongue and they found the cancer. And she was guided over the next 20 years uh, uh, through multiple recurrences and, and, and surgeries uh, and, and did amazingly well, uh, clearly outliving her prognosis by, um, by many, many years. But, but one of the subsequent dreams was of the spider escaping from its cage, which was a recurrence. And uh. So she came and told me uh, about, uh, about her experience and then shared with me that there was a book called Healing Dreams by Mark Ian Barash, which was written in 2000, shortly after her arrival. She said, this is an amazing book. Turns out that he had five stories of women who dreamed their breast cancers in the book. Uh. But I didn't read that book until 2010. I heard about it and didn't read it. So... And in 2004, my first friend told me about her breast cancer dream, Diane, from Philadelphia. And she had this startling dream one night of vivid, real-life dream of being operated on for breast cancer by a woman surgeon. And she was so shook up by the dream, she went right in for a mammogram, 
which was totally normal. And the radiologist, you know, basically said, look, you can go home and come back in, in a year. You don't have, and she said, no, I, I'm pretty sure I have breast cancer. And he said, well, and it was, a, it was a woman radiologist. She said, well, you don't have any lump or any symptoms and there's nothing in your mammogram. Uh, you know, I, I'm afraid I can't help you. She said, well, you need to do an ultrasound. And I refused to leave until you do the ultrasound. And the radiologist was kind of stuck with this woman in her waiting room going, you know, I'm, I'm going to cause a ruckus unless you do the ultrasound. Wow. So, so she finally says, uh, the radiologist says, I wouldn't even know where to do the ultrasound. And, and now Diane had been shown the location of the cancer in the dream. So, well, how about right here? The radiologist skeptically puts the, the probe on her breast and sure enough finds the uh, small cancer deep in her breast and, and turns white as a ghost and said, how did you know it was there? She said, I ha finally, then she disclosed that she had a dream. Um, and then a week later, she was referred for a biopsy to a, a surgeon who turned out to be the woman from the dream. So there was definitely a precognitive feature of this whole experience. That's, that's a really good story. And uh, as I hear, as I hear this, as we talked about it at, before it, when I was at the Rhine, there's a, there's a need here to define probabilities. Um, and it's only, it's a scientific need. It's a, it's a way of being able to do what uh, science does, which is do statistics, and then try to see where these things are outside the realm of, of normal, way outside, and are low probability. And these low probability ones I am collecting with a colleague of mine in in Australia, because we want to get those and then work on how to do the probabilities. They're very difficult to figure out. I've talked to statisticians, but that's another that's another question uh, that 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 you have walked into this ability, uh, found this ability within you, and seeing it in other people uh, is is pretty amazing that you're that you're able to follow this lead uh, the way that, that the way that you have. A, a parenthetical question, as you do about dreams, you're doing dreams about disease primarily, but have you heard of dreams where uh, three people have the same dream at around the same time? Yeah, I mean, mutual dreaming is a phenomenon. We talk about the International Association for the Study of Dreams. And some of that is facilitated by intention. Sometimes people actually intend to dream about a topic together, and then they do. Other times it's a spontaneous event. So. And these don't, And what do, you, what do you make of these spontaneous events uh, when three of them do it around the same time? Well, it might be uh, the dream. The dream sphere is connected to the psychosphere and to the noosphere, and, and uh, well, uh, sometimes people actually agree to meet meet there on yeah. intentionally. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's what I like about it that that they can meet uh, and then in in waking life discuss what they discussed in when they met in the dreams. And, and, and since you mentioned waking life, I'm just going to put out there that. That, that uh, there's a there's one metaphysical uh, perspective that the waking life is just another waking dream and so let's, whatever happens let, let, let's let's hold on to that because we're coming to the end of this segment we'll go to waking life i love the movie also called that <laughs> you are you're listening to connecting with coincidences with your host dr bernie Bateman, md and our host is larry burke md and we are talking about his book dreams that predict disease You have heard of the X-Zone? 
Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. The concept of a new age has been around since the late 19th century, yet much of its original meaning has been lost. What exactly is the new age? Is it a religion? A collection of obscure esoteric practices? A series of doomsday predictions? Or an astrological event? The New Age Chronicles is a unique, complimentary publication bringing reason and grounded information to separate fact from fiction. Chock full of valuable information to support you as we make the monumental shift into the new era. You won't want to miss a single innovative issue. The New Age Chronicles newspaper is coming soon to www.newagechronicles.com. Welcome back to CC with BB. Our guest today is Dr. Larry Burke, MD, and his book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Illnesses. Larry, let's go ahead with what we were just ended with. Yeah, we were just talking about life as a waking dream, and uh, especially if you get into the, the lucid dream uh, community, which is pretty active at the IASD uh, meeting, uh, IASD is International Association of... For the Study of Dreams. And uh, the, um, uh, you know, there are different strategies for cultivating the ability to, to, to become lucid in your dream, which means being awake and aware in, in your dream while you're still asleep. I've only done this on uh, a, a very few rare occasions. Uh, but it reminds me a little bit of the teaching in mindfulness meditation in that 
when you're doing lucid dream practices, you're you're learning how to become aware in your dreams. And so you wonder, okay, what is the ultimate goal of that practice? Is it just to have really cool lucid dreams? Uh, when actually it's like, what is the goal of mindfulness meditation? It's to sit and be mindful for 20 minutes, you know, twice a day. Uh, but really the bigger goals in both cases are to become mindful when you're in your waking, when you're in your regular day-to-day life, just you're cultivating this concept of mindfulness. Well, if you think about lucid dreaming the same way, you're actually uh, practicing your lucid dreaming when you're asleep so that when you're awake, you become lucid in your life. And that's, I think, a, a valuable goal to have. Uh, meaning, what, is, what, is, what, what does lucid in your life mean, Larry? Well, in your dream, when you're lucid, you're aware that you're dreaming and then you can uh, uh, have unusual interactions in your dream and uh, investigate symbols in real time as they occur in your dream instead of waiting until to write them down and think about them later. So as you're going through your life, uh, the symbols that you're presented with and the synchronicities, uh, you, you you have an enhanced awareness of, and so you, you interpret them on the fly in your waking life. And, and Robert Moss, who's one of my favorite dream teachers, wrote a book recently, his re- most recent book is called Sidewalk Oracles. Yeah, That's l- looking at things that symbols that occur to you while you're awake and interpreting them as, as if they're they're dream signs. Mm-hmm. One other aspect of lucid dreaming, uh, as I understand it, is that you can also uh, control your dreams. To a certain extent. What's the uh, limit? And, and, uh, well, we don't know what the limits are, uh, but, but you interact with, with the, uh, the dream characters and the dream scenarios in, in, in a very interactive way. And it's, you may not be able to completely control it, but just like in your waking consciousness, you can sometimes facilitate synchronicities with intention, but there's a larger awareness going on behind your waking life and behind the lucid dream as well. So it's being able to sort of dance with that with that um, larger awareness that makes it so much fun. And I'm looking at giving agency to what I call the observing self. That is the part of ourselves that is aware of what's going on in the rest of our lives, including our bodies as well as what's outside of it. And rather than just be aware, you've added uh, that you can interpret on the fly in both lucid dreaming and in regular life. And I think that that awareness of interpreting can also lead to being able to shape the reality around you, as you're saying, with intention. Uh, And I don't know what else, but intention begins the shaping, but there's some other ways to make things happen proactively. That's as far as I can get. The other attitude that I find particularly helpful is, is to maintain a state of curiosity. And that means you may not be able to figure out what's going on in the moment, but if you're just curious and patient, you may, it may just unfold for you. And and there's one great example from the, from the book, Uh, Wanda Birch is one of the most famous uh, breast cancer dreamers. And she contributed several stories to the book. And her teacher partner is Robert Moss in this whole healing journey that she was on with breast cancer. But she had this amazing dream about being taken to the healing pool of Bethesda. And this is a dream. And she has no, she has no biblical Christian 
like serious scholarly background. Now she is a historian, so she does have that perspective. But but she's taken the healing pool of Bethesda. An angel appears and says, "Get in the pool when I trouble the waters." And in in the second part of the dream, she is shown a uh, a ram's head and and put up on top of a gate. And that's very. Those images are all very puzzling to her when she wakes up. So she thinks this must be a biblical reference. So she looks through the Bible until she finds a verse in John that talks about the healing pool of the Bethesda, and and she'd never read this verse before. But it's a perfect description of her dream. The angel says, "When the waters are troubled, the first person in the pool will be healed," and and it turns out that the the the, the pool of Bethesda is in the uh, sheep market. And so the fact that there's a ram's head over the gate fits perfectly with the whole thing. So she didn't, she had this incredible healing dream, but didn't really uh, get the whole context until she did some more research to figure out what was, she was curious about what this was all about. Curiosity is so important and and it gets drilled out of us in medical school uh, a lot. And it gets drilled out of us by a lot of demands in everyday life. Uh, and may, and that's what I have too. And I just was, man, I, that, that hit me this morning as I'm writing uh, about that I am curious, that that's what keeps driving me. I'm trying to figure out what's going on around here. This is, there is a mystery and I'm never going to solve it. We're all kind of trying to figure it out from our own perspectives, but I'm curious. And that it's that curiosity drive that I think is so enlivening and enriching. Now, now there is a, a cautionary uh, curiosity tale uh, from from Raymond Moody that, that I read in the Venture Inward uh, uh, magazine from the ARE years ago, and, and it's actually a joke. And, and Raymond Moody was is also a stand-up comic as well as a philosopher and, and a physician. <laughs> so, so this joke uh, is Raymond Moody gets to the uh, pearly gates and meets Saint Peter, and Saint Peter's question before he allows him to enter is, "So Raymond, what did you learn?" Um, about life and the universe living there on 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 in your earthly existence and and Raymond goes oh i was i was supposed to to do that i was too busy trying to figure out what you guys were doing up here on the other side uh, like oh was i supposed to learn something that i i really wanted to know what, what, what how the bigger universe worked not my mundane day-to-day existence on earth so there's that sort of dance between the cosmic and 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 the and the concrete that we all have to do. So. What, what, in other words, what should we be paying attention to? Yeah, I mean, where are our lessons, you know, in terms of oh. the simple things that are going on in, in uh, day-to-day life? And, and I know, and Ray would probably love this quote because he's a real uh, scholar of the classics. Uh, in Robert Moss's book, he mentions a phenomenon, and I'll see if you've heard of this word, K-L-E-D-O-N. I don't know how it's pronounced, but I'm thinking Kledon or Kledon. Have you ever heard that word? No, no. I hadn't either. It comes from either the Greek or the Roman, uh, you know, uh, ancient classics. But it's you're walking down the street pondering something uh, intensely, seeking an answer or a question. And some person who's, who's, who's walking down the street <laughs> next to you, you don't know shouts out the answer like and he's talking on the cell phone to someone else that's called a kledon so you might want to look look that up and, and learn more about that I, I i was fascinated to hear that i said whoa yeah that's a real thing 
It is a real thing. I, I've, I've heard stories like that. I mean, it falls under the category of coincidence. Uh, um, and it's one of the questions in my survey about coincidence sensitivity, that you you're have a question and it is somehow answered uh, by someone else, uh, by the media, uh, by something you see going on around you. And so it's, it's, I didn't have a name for it. And it's, I think it's great to have names for things because you, uh, you can put things in categories. And I think... I've just also been curious as my book tour unfolds as to different synchronicities that occur. When I got to Charlotte, um, it was a beautiful afternoon, uh, and it was an afternoon book book signing, and I knew almost no one was going to show up. They were out doing playing uh, in the gardens. And but the, at 2 o'clock when it started, a woman showed up and very intentionally bought the book, came up to, to get it signed, and said, I had to come. I had a breast cancer dream two weeks before. And I Googled it. You know, Dr. Google does help with, with synchronicities, synchronous guidance, too. So she Googles it, <laughs> finds, finds my, my book and my website, and then happens to notice on my upcoming events that I'm going to be in Charlotte for a book signing. So she realized she had to come. And uh, the day before the book signing, she had gone and had a mammogram, which showed uh, the abnormality. And we spent a half an hour at least talking about all the synchronous guidance she was getting. And I did tell her the really important message from the book is that it seems, uh, in my experience with the 18 women in my study, uh, they're all alive uh, and seem to be able to use their dreams for healing guidance, not only diagnostic guidance. The only woman who died was the woman who's, who went to her doctor with, with her dream, and the doctor completely blew it off and didn't even get a mammogram, and she died of metastatic breast cancer. So... But everyone else in the book seems to be using their dreams to heal as well as uh, for diagnosis. So if you have the ability to, to diagnose it, you may have the ability to heal yourself, too. That is so critical. Um, it, it, it's almost like what's happened to you, um, that you had some dreams that told you you have a capacity. You generalize that to know that other people had a similar capacity. You were doing it diagnostically about other people. Here it is about people doing it for themselves. It's, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing, Larry. It's a wonderful thing. We've come to the end of this segment. We've been talking with Dr. Larry Burke, MD, radiologist, author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Illnesses. Thank you very much for being with me, Larry. Yeah, and I'll mention my website is LarryBurke.com. So, yeah, thanks. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com.
Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.